Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. Everybody and welcome back to the Stuff and Thangs podcast, Fear of the Walking Dead edition. Welcome, I am Sam and I'm delighted to say as always I'm joined by my friend Stefan. How's it going? Nice to know you're delighted to introduce me and not yourself this week. Yes, yeah, last week was a little bit self-serving on my yeah. part. I am delighted to say that I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm <laughs> delighted that I'm here, basically. I'm yeah. starting to think you're having like some sort of like personality crisis if i'm delighted today i am sam and not john yeah yeah well yeah that could be true um yeah always delighted i'm not john hate that guy <laughs> but, but on, yeah uh, so yeah welcome back everybody uh hopefully you're you're enjoying the show hopefully you're enjoying fear the walking dead this season if you're not but you're still listening to us well done that's really that's real commitment i'm impressed um I, i've had an email this week from a listener do you know what? I'm still yet to have an email on my... I think my account is broken. It's not broken. No one likes you. Just deal with that. Okay. Um, so I've had this email. Uh, it's from a listener called Lisa. Uh, it's quite a long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing out. Uh, but she starts by saying how... She's very complimentary. She starts by saying how much she enjoys uh, our shows. Um, she said she's listened to all of them now um, because she went back and watched all of Game of Thrones. What so listen to Yeah, so listened to all of those. Um, picked up our show um, doing Fear the Walking Dead last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, has listened to The Walking Dead Season 9 with us. Um, and is looking forward to Season 10 and, and writes a few things she's looking forward to, which is great. Um, agrees with us about uh, Daryl and Carol as well, which is possibly the why she's still listening because pe- yeah. people who don't agree with us on that have stopped. Most likely, we've upset the um, the stand group. Yeah. Yes, but you know, fuck them. Um, I yeah, uh, and she goes on to say <laughs> that was soul, wasn't it? Yep, I like uh, that. <laughs> uh, but she goes on to say about fear this season, and and she makes an interesting point with regards to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought we'd open open up our chat this week uh talking obviously fear the walking dead season five episode 10 the title of the episode being it could either have been 210 words a minute they said that once they said brave multiple times candy beansies the title could have been anything this week but it was 210 words a minute you are correct sir i'm proud of you no no right yeah, you can look up IMDb on your phone fast nowadays. I know, I, super <laughs> quick thumbs. Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so Lisa raised this point, so I thought, okay, let's open with this. Let, let's mean you're going to chat about the show. We're going to go into different things, and it was something I'd written in my notes, so it works out quite well. Yeah. But what what she said is um, something I feel that the show has done really well in this episode in particular, and is something that The Walking Dead in the beginning did brilliantly. Mm-hmm is making me, us as the audience, care about a character we're only just meeting. Yes. Uh, Lisa Lisa goes on to say, I honestly felt for Chuck. Here's a character I know nothing about. We've heard his voice a couple of times, and then we see him in maybe two scenes. But honestly, his death, the fact he was dying, had an impact on me. 
This is something in The Walking Dead in Season 1 especially is true. Those characters we first meet as part of the escape group, we didn't know any of them, and yet every single death felt impactful. Here we go again, and the fear of the walking dead have cracked it. Would you and Stefan be so kind as to have a chat about this and share with me your thoughts? Love the show, really enjoy listening, and look forward to listening to this week's episode. Lisa. Oh, Lisa's now my favourite listener. Oh, controversial. Hey, she emailed. I mean, if she'd emailed me, it would have been better. But, yes, you know, Sam yeah, is easier fair. to spell, so you know it's fine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah. Let's go with that, dude. Definitely. That's yeah. definitely the reason. I'm going to change my uh, email address just to and. Yeah, and also I write at the end of all of the podcast blurbs. Yeah. Remember, I know. everyone, don't email Stefan because you know it's getting to him and it's fun. Ouch. But anyway, I, uh, I need to start reading those again. <laughs> Yeah, you should. I, I wrote some funny shit in there, man. Um, so anyway, I I had this written down, and it's actually kind of nice that Lisa's seen it as well, so it means I'm not being mental. Yep. I agree with Lisa completely. I agree that this episode actually made me give a damn about someone we'd not met, and seeing him dying, you know, he'd go, you know he wanted to sit under the stars. On a cloudy uh, yeah. night, yeah. He wanted to be buried outside, you know. Yeah, and the cloudy night thing, don't... You know, I mean, that was just humanity at its best, and that's just so typical. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the cloud. I wanted to see the stars one more night. Ah, yeah. But, clouds. yeah. But, of course, it's cloudy. I mean, uh, yeah, it, that, that would sum up humanity, our existence, in an absolute nutshell, don't you think? <laughs> oh, 100%. Just, yeah, that's yeah. just like... It's Sod's law, isn't it? Because you saw how, you know how close he was to the end as well because of that bite we all know how ill those people are after that so the effort it must have taken him to get to where he was yeah that wouldn't (laughs) have been just a stroll i'll take the stairs that would have been like crawling yeah that would have been like serious effort to get there and then to get there and then look up and be like oh you gotta be kidding me (laughs) yeah um so yeah i like that um but yeah, do you agree with Lisa and and me to a extent that we actually felt something for this guy and it was really well done? I did feel sorry for him. I can't deny that. And yeah, I felt sorry for him, especially at the whole, you know, sorry, you know, sorry for changing the plans. I was going to leave you a note, but didn't know how much time I yeah, had. And I was like, yeah. oh, poor guy. And then yeah. he was like, I wanted to see the stars one more time, and I thought, oh, that's kind of cute. It's a cloudy night, and you go, ah, oh, poor bloke. Yeah. You almost want to say give him a break, but at the same time, you know. Yeah, he's been bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... But yeah, no, you did kind of care for it. I mean, his death wasn't impactful, I guess, in the same way as you two are saying. Mm. But I think it also kind of stirred something a little bit in Morgan, maybe. Well, I mean... If not Morgan, definitely Grace. I think... uh, I can only speak to me, but when, when I'm describing it as impactful, I'm thinking of it more as just kind of a, a reminder of the, of the way the world is in this show yeah and although this is someone we don't know so you're not going to feel the impact as if that was morgan who had been bitten for example um i thought he was going as well oh, we'll get on to that one but i thought he was out <laughs> well i think i think me and you have put that idea in our heads now and it's making the show so much more exciting for us <laughs> really paranoid about it now yeah because yeah. like we've both kind of gone yeah it does feel that way and are now like super paranoid to the point we're probably gonna be like ah nah we were wrong and then it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah they'd be <laughs> devastated yeah. like no 
Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll circle back to that. But yeah, on this, I mean, in, impactful in terms of it just reminded me, I think. It, it felt like back to that Walking Dead season one thing, um, which was we met this group of people, you know, where Shane was and Laurie was, and the, the, like, the campsite. And there was the, the night that Andrea's sister was killed and stuff like that. We, we didn't yeah. know her, really. We'd seen maybe two scenes with her in it. But One it scene with Andrew, but it was awful and painful. The bit where she's holding her in her arms until she turns and then she puts her down. And yeah, it it was terrible. And there's the guy who gets bit and he's basically digging his own grave. And they're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Well, you know, I'm out here digging because <laughs> that I'm was buried. it." Yeah. You know, there was just, there were so many things. And, like, we didn't know any of them. We're, you know, if you're sort of a few seasons in and this is happening to characters you know, it makes perfect sense to be like, oh, wow, this is hurting. But what they managed to do in that season one of The Walking Dead was make you almost identify with the people. So it was kind of like, like, I mean, I, I say this so much, so apologies to everyone for saying it again. It's getting to the point we ought to make a drinking game. But, you know, real people, unreal situation. So, because they were, like, real people, we could all look at it and go, oh, wow, that, that's like me. Or, you know, that's yeah. how I you know that's how I would be. And, and you put yourself in that position. And because you do that, it felt so much more impactful. And I felt with this guy, so bringing us back to the Fear the Walking Dead episode now, with, with this guy, Chuck... It was kind of like, do you know what? That'd be me. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, even once... the situation he was in, he'd managed to find himself a big shopping mall. Yeah. Which, in my head, is like the first thing I'd be like, right, okay, I live quite close to like the big lakeside shopping centre, the big blue yeah. waters, stuff like that. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, surely that's one of the best places to go. Because you've got all the stuff you need. Food, drink, extra clothing. Everything you can think of is in there. That'd be the best place to go. And then every yeah. time it goes to like a shopping mall, I'm like, and that's why I would die. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so <laughs> many people. Yeah, but you kind of you look at that. I mean, I want to come back to talking about the the mall setting in its particular. Um, but just to kind of wrap this thing on Chuck, I I would like me. I'd want to be under the stars as well. You know that that was very personal to me. If that makes sense. That's, yeah. If I knew I was going, I wouldn't want to be inside. No, you'd you know? want to be out, out in the open, kind yeah. of fresh air one last time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm horrible, so I wouldn't chain myself up. I, I, you know, I'd be thinking, yeah, I'm going to take some people out while I'm gone. But, Put myself in some yeah. running shoes yeah. before I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to nail people, but no, all joking aside. So it kind of resonated with me, and I think that's why. I think that's why I found it impactful. It's just I'd put myself in that and. Fear the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead, uh, since the early seasons of the Walking Dead, hasn't really done that for me. It hasn't put me in situations where I'm watching where I've put myself into it anymore. Uh, the show's kind of different now. It feels at times a bit more uh, A-teamy and stuff. You know, like you're watching entertainment. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, action scenes, stuff like that. It, so it's kind of moved that way. And, and that's fine. You know, we've talked about that in the past and you know the show's changed slightly so with this it felt like a, a throwback it felt different and and i liked it i really enjoyed it yeah it kind of took us back to like you say to the beginnings yeah yeah and I think and then we've kind of missed that I, I don't get me wrong i wouldn't want the whole thing to be back like the beginning because it has evolved from there but every now and again yeah. little pushbacks stuff like that to make us go yeah 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 i just, remember it just um 
humanising it. And I think they did it with a few different things in this episode. Um, but yeah, um, we were just talking about it then, so, so let's go on to it now. The, the actual shopping mall as a setting. Um, you just said it then about how you think to yourself, hey, you know, if this was going to happen, where would I go? And, and you thought to yourself, well, taking over one of these shopping malls would be a great thing. I speaking purely about the show then and the setting where they were yep thinking about last week where me and you noticed you know june was talking we need to find a base we need to find a home why do you think they're not going to turn that into their base purely because of logan but if you i think, think if they it, weren't being chased by a group that they know has got ammunition and everything else yeah. then yes, they would. I think they also know that's a big old place to try and protect and there's going to be a lot of entrances into that building. Yeah, but let, let me, if, if you don't mind, let Go me on. just kind of take you through my thinking on it. You've got that big place, like you said, and it, you know, it's a big shopping mall. But at the same time, with the generator running, granted, I know they'd have to keep getting fuel for it, but that's something they seem to be able to do now. Yep. Um, the generator's running all the security cameras are working so from a from a point of view of any place they turn into their home their base their operations i guarantee you they're not going to have a full security feed and a security office set up with alarm doors secure doors do you, do you see what i mean with this yeah no you're right so from that point of view from a point of view of actually securing the location mm-hmm. it, it's possible um all of their vehicles, you know, they're out the front at the moment of this mall, but we know there must be a loading area to this place. Um, so all of the trucks, everything like that, could easily go there, and then that way if anyone just drives along, they're not going to see vehicles parked there. More than likely, yeah. Under- it would be like an underneath yeah, underground loading yeah. bay, yeah. That, that, that's typically how these places are. Yeah. Um, also... We then go on to the fact of what's in there. Now, we talked about like the food court and stuff like that. Loads of stuff's going to have gone bad. However, you've got cooking equipment. You've got all of these things there, again, with the power on, the generators running, you, you've got access to. Yeah. And the medical center. She talks about there's an x-ray machine, an MRI machine in there. She talks about the equipment that's in this urgent medical center. Yeah. Think about the benefit that is to the group. Humongous, yeah. So, from a from a point of view of a base of operations, the place would be phenomenal. It would be literally everything you could dream of. Quite literally, yeah. So, I'm at a loss as to why it isn't even considered. I know, I know. You said about you know this mob chasing them and stuff like that, but like that's what Dwight keeps mentioning. Dwight keeps saying, "We need to get moving. We need to get moving. We need to get moving." Yeah, but it's like. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of. I, th- I think it's going to kind of circle into another thing I wanted to discuss about the group and stuff. But just focusing purely on the shopping mall and that. Do, do you agree with me? Do you think that that if you were looking for a base, surely that that place that would is nigh on perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got the numbers and the skill set with the people there that they could easily clear it if there's any left that need clearing. So they look like they've done that now. Yeah, and their numbers are definitely getting higher every episode. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing like a couple of faces we're recognising now, feeling like there's a bit of an ensemble of extras to the group now. Yeah. Um, you know, they put these tapes out there, they've done all this stuff, so so pretty clearly they've, you know, 
they they've got a got a following now, an old wagon train going on. Yeah, because there's a lot of cars, and now there's like there's not just one person getting out of each car now. There's now groups no. of people in each car, yeah. and obviously they haven't even got the kids with them. The kids are off still with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are with Wendell. So yeah, it's um it's interesting. Uh, I I just sort of looked at it and I thought I I'd have liked even if it was shot down for a reason. I would have liked one of the characters to basically say, "Why aren't we setting up here?" Yeah, this you know, is why, perfect. This is kind of perfect. And you know, you could easily say, "Look, we got this guy tailing us at the moment. We got this issue, but yeah, someone marked this on the map because you know, when hopefully that's resolved, this could be a perfect place." Yeah. Um, because you know, just all of the because of the car parking all around it, you've also got perfect sight lines for like a mile in every direction, so no one's going to be able to sneak up on you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I didn't really think of that either. Yeah, that's true. So, so just from the point, you know, so, so for me looking at it, just sort of everything seems to like tick a box. But yeah, at the moment they're not doing it. So, but it, but yeah, you've just said. They're kind of moving away from Logan and his group. And it kind of brings me on. I want to talk about Dwight's story arc in this episode. Yeah. And I want that to lead on to a bit of a more discussion about the group in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Dwight... Um, we see him leave Morgan and Grace at the shopping centre. And we see him unload his own gun. Yeah. Um, he does that and then deliberately uses the radio with a view of trying to bump into Logan and his group. He he gets in into a tangle with one guy, one guy basically goes off and finds him, um confrontation stuff. What what are your thoughts on the confrontation between these go these guys? What do you think's going through Dwight's head? I mean firstly I hope he got to finish and shake before he got knocked out. Yeah definitely firstly I'm gonna say you don't want to get knocked yeah. out mid P. Like if you're midstream, that's yeah. not going to be nice. No, no, that's not cool. Um, I actually really liked. I don't know if it was just me that got it, but a kind of thought process back to the Negan days with Dwight. Yeah. Locked in a dark room by himself, the way he's just kind of slumped on the floor, very much reminded me of how um, Daryl was when Dwight had him locked in the room. The yeah, pitch black yeah, room, true, stumped yeah. in the corner, the door being opened only for threats and stuff, and then closed up again. Just needed easy street play. It really did. That's all it needed. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I liked that kind of like the symmetry between the two. But then again, I don't know if that was just me that picked up on that or not. Yeah. Um, the relationship between that, I kind of liked how Dwight's kind of got himself into this new kind of mind state of, look, do you know what? I'm not going to retaliate to you. Yeah, I, I look at me. Look at me. I've had a lot worse done to me than what you're going to do to me. And he even yeah. takes the Mickey out. And what are you going to do? Get a pair of pliers and put my fingernails out? Come on, what you? What, yeah, what are you I mean, do? He, yeah. He kind of he does antagonise. No, do you like that? I mean, this is kind of where I want to go on to. Do you, are you liking that side of Dwight? Are you thinking that this is a good thing for his character? I like where he's going and the fact that he's not resulting back to violence. He's almost kind of. Is it, I don't know, is it arrogance? Is it cockiness? I'm not quite sure. Or is it just purely a case of, look, no one is going to do worse things to me than what Negan's done? Uh, I think that's true. I, I think he generally, I mean... Yeah, his face ironed and his wife yeah. taken. What are you going to do to him? Yeah, like from a, a physical pain point of view, your face being ironed has got to be 
up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, from a emotional pain point of view, what happened to his wife must be up there again. So yeah, I think from his point of view, I don't think it's an arrogance. I think it is just generally you can't do anything to me. Yeah, like, literally, look at me. There, there is nothing you can do physically or emotionally. I mean, the guy then does do that with the letters, which yeah, finds which, a way. Yeah, yeah, which does get the response. Um, but then, of course, Dwight manages to overpower him at that point. When he overpowers him, he lets him go. Yep. Where are you on that? Are you, are you... Um, do you know what? I actually it was what I was expecting. It is what I was expecting. I but... I expected to be done different. I was kind of a amu- uh, kind of expecting um, Dwight to pull the trigger. Yeah. But him to have already unloaded it. Yeah. Him to have unloaded the gun, pulled the trigger, so that the guy kind of gets the huh sort of factor. Yeah. And then him to do the whole "This is why I unloaded my gun" speech. Yeah. Um, obviously, we get the gun speech first. He lets him go. I was kind of in two minds as to whether. Is this guy now just going to turn around and say, actually, do you know what? You win. I'm with you guys. Yeah. Or if the guy was going to do something bad, and in the end he just kind of wanders off. Now, I don't know whether the character had enough screen time for me to say he's going to come back at some point. Yeah. I I have... uh, I'm a bit dark and twisty when it comes to stuff like this, so... Which uh, is what makes it fun. It is what makes it fun, but you have you seen the film Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, it's a okay. There is a very famous scene in it which I find in that whole film, which is beyond tragic and mind-blowingly brilliantly accurate with World War Two yep. events. There's one scene which really troubles me every single time, and it is so tough for me to watch. It's uh, there's a uh, Upham allows a German soldier and convinces them all to let him go. Yeah. He then rejoins the ranks and kills several of the group. Yep. I have this feeling that Dwight has just let this guy walk. He's trying to follow the old peace and love book of Morgan, as I'm calling it. And... I think one of the, our characters are going to be killed by this guy. And Dwight's going to see it. And Dwight's going to see it. He's going to be inflicted by, with it. Uh, again, I'm just dark and twisty. That's where I'd go. Because, <laughs> again, I'm dark and twisty. But the main reason why I'm, I'm finding this a little bit difficult is because... So there's two facets to this. First thing, do you think the show's losing its edge? I'll explain that a little bit. Okay. This season yeah. has been very much rainbow, lollipops, peace, hugs, love, not war. That's not Walking Dead. That's not the Walking Dead universe. The Walking no. Dead universe is a hard... Ripping brutal... people's throats out with their teeth, massacring well... them in their sleep. <laughs> okay, alright. You know. But what I mean is, it's a post-apocalyptic. No one ever has got a view of it being post-apocalyptic, being sunshine and rainbows. No. And do you feel that the show has gone in a different direction with fear? So, for example, The Walking Dead has maintained this kind of brutality with the Whisperers. Do you think they're trying to deliberately position fear as kind of like the sunshine in hope? So, like, you've got the apocalypse is really bad, everyone you meet's evil on The Walking Dead, 
Whereas in Fear, you know, forget the Logan thing a, a second, because even though they're the baddies, let's face it, they're not exactly being bad right now. No, they're, not they're no Negan or Whisperers. Yeah. No, no, they're not exactly doing anything vicious. In fact, every time he, they've had confrontation, he's just kind of taken stuff, not killed anyone. or yep. so, so at the moment, anyway... But everyone they're meeting, like the videos and stuff like that, it's all like really good people, like Chuck, and they're like meeting people and bringing them into the caravan. Like everything's all happiness, and yeah, we're all helping each other. Yay! Yeah, interesting. Could deliberate... be their way of saying, look, the world's not that bad a place. Just well, it's like looking at better. You... Yeah, sorry. Do you, do you think it's a deliberate steer, or do you think it's just a tone at the moment? I feel like with Morgan, you are always going to kind of get that kind of peace and love thing. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a lot more accepted in this than it ever was in The Walking Dead. Yeah. Even Jesus and his staff, you know, blunt end for people, yeah. sharp end for walkers. It was still a lot more kind of violence and fighting. Yeah, so Here even Jesus. Yeah, so even Jesus as being a pacifist was basically saying you're going to have to knock some fools out. Yeah, whereas in this one, then he's now teaching... Alicia, not to, to hurt people, even walkers. So, yeah, yeah, it's two very different sides of the same coin, I guess. Yeah, so I can't make my mind up if, if it's a deliberate steer to do that. Now, let's let's pretend for a moment it's not a deliberate steer and it is just storyline. So putting ourselves back into just storyline at the moment. Yep. Do you think, therefore, based on the group's actions, they are being painfully naive? In some instances, instances, yes. Okay, can you can you sort of give me an example of where you think they're not being? Because my opinion is, they are being painfully naive, and this is just going to bite them in the ass. I think Dwight and Daniel are the only two people that are kind of a bit more. Look, there there is something better. I mean, the kids were to a little bit. They didn't trust anyone. Yeah. That sort of thing. Dwight is very much the one of, we're being chased by bad guys, we need to keep moving. And obviously we know what Daniel's backstory is. Uh, like, he'll yeah. walk ass anyway. Yeah. But, I but think those think... guys are going to be the only ones that keep them away from this whole, ah, oh, the world's all rosy, it's all great. Whereas yeah, but... Morgan, um, Morgan's very much, because then he's the leader of the group, he's a lot more... I don't want to say naive because he's been around for long enough and done enough to not be naive. Mm. But some of the stuff he's doing, you're kind of looking at it going, what are you doing? Well, this this is my worry. They're, they're taking on basically everybody they meet. They don't know these people. You know, uh, every Sally sob story is basically being added to their group. Yep. For all they know, two of the people they've taken on or more of the people they've taken on are part of Logan's crew. Yeah. They've just hit the radio, said, hey, you know, we're stuck, can someone help us? And now they're on board waiting to be taken to the oil field, and then they can radio it into Logan. Yep. They, they they don't know. And to me, it just feels painfully naive what they're doing, and painfully stupid, because, like Morgan, like you said, has been around long enough to know that people in this world, post-apocalypse, during, Dwight knows it more than anybody, because of he has been on that he's been on that path with the saviors yep he he even recognizes how this group are similar to the saviors because he talks about you know hey you know you're doing this now then what then what you know i've been down this road yeah it didn't you know i bet it didn't start this way you know i bet it didn't 
you know, begin doing this, taking stuff, but then it's just evolved into it. Which I quite liked that little speech. It was good. I, I like the fact that we're not just going to ignore his background. I like the fact that he is dealing with that himself, kind of. Even mentioning it to Morgan, like, you know, look, I know what's going on here. I know these people. You know I know these people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the conversation between the two of them, I'd like more of that. We talked about it uh, last week or the week before. I I want those two to have a bit more of an interaction to kind of explore and flesh out, you know, Morgan, I know we want to do this peace and love style, but... Just another example of the writers of this listening to our podcast. Yeah, always, mate. They're, they're definitely listening. There's no two ways about it. Um, I Just to take it on another step, I, I do think that it is painfully naive. They've let that guy go. When Dwight tells Morgan that, did you notice Daniel behind him roll his eyes? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. Daniel at some point is going to point out to these guys, look, I know what we're trying to do. I know we want to be on the side of the angels, but sometimes, you know, you know, World War Two does not get won by hugging Nazis. World War Two gets done by killing Nazis. Yeah, and I think at some point it's going to have to. I've talked about it before. I fear when Morgan is like this, he is too far that way. You have to have a balance. You know, be cautious. Yeah. Yes, help people, but don't open arms. It don't just like yeah, okay, yeah, we've helped you. Therefore, you're now part of the gang. You know, we'll tell you everything. Yes, yeah, be I, cautious. I also didn't like. The fact that they keep saying that we've done, we're done being careful, and I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, no, zombie apocalypse. The one thing you're yeah. going to be is careful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's this kind of we're not being careful. We're being, we're being good. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, saying. we're it doing just... things right, and it's like you're going to do yeah. things dead. Yeah, and I, kind of, I get the feeling at some point Daniel's going to really voice this. I think he's almost biting his tongue right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it was a very deliberate shot of him behind Dwight, kind of like, oh, seriously, you let him go? Dude, what the hell? Oh, yeah, it wasn't like a subtle thing. That was obvious. No. Your attention got taken from Dwight yeah. saying it to Daniel behind him, going, yeah. oh. Yeah, oh, what are you doing? To I'm going to have to go hunt this guy down then, okay. Well, this, this is it, because you've got this situation, and I can completely understand what Dwight especially is trying to do. We understand Morgan's point of view. We, we've known it long enough. We understand Alicia's trying to find this balance, etc. So we understand that this whole group is just trying to help each other, yep. just trying to be alive. We completely get where they're coming from. But we've seen, through The Walking Dead especially, that just trying to... Other people will threaten that. And yeah. What are they going to do? Because Morgan keeps saying, oh, we're just trying to avoid it. We'll try and deflect. We won't have a conflict. And you can see Dwight's like, mm, I don't know, Morgan. You know, I, I like this idea and I like what we're trying to do here. But I don't know about you. It kind of feels like it's inevitable. It kind of feels like at some point there's going to be a confrontation. And at some point we're going to lose somebody, I think. I think we're yep. definitely going to lose somebody. And it's going to have to trigger it. Now, I said to you before, this feels like a kind of um, farewell show from Morgan. And it's felt like that for a little while. Yep. This episode, I'll come on to talk about his arc in this episode next. But his arc in this episode, to me, did nothing to uh, dispel that rumour for me. No. If you know what I mean. 
um, th- th- this, if anything, this episode has made me feel even more like, ah, oh, damn. He's not ending the season. He's not yeah. going to be back next season. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing Morgan again after this season. And so I, I am kind of like really on that right now. I am feeling that and, and kind of it's making me anxious and nervous. But when I said to you a little bit earlier about Dwight let that guy go, can yep. you imagine if that guy executes Morgan in front of Dwight? Oh. Now, Morgan, who's basically being this kind of beacon to him yep. of, look, we can all change, we've been through this, let's try and help each other. And a beacon to that whole group, really. They're all kind of looking to him to have this strength of, you know, can we get through this? And there's Morgan saying, yeah, yeah, we can. We're going to help each other. And, and then, he is that. And to yeah, see him The guy killed, that Dwight lets go, looking at Dwight and going, yep, I'm an asshole. I told you I was an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You, we can almost see it in your mind, can't you? I mean, don't get me wrong; yeah. it might be not the way they go. The writers listening to this are going, "Damn, that's what we should have done." But it, yeah, it reshoots, reshoots. Yeah, but it really could be, and that, like I said, I'm a dark and twisty soul. That would have a horrific impact on the group. But Dwight, personally. I think would be very telling. I think that would be very painful for him. Yeah, that would that could change the entire group into the Saviors 2.0 because Dwight would it just could. go all nuts. Yeah, it could. It, it really could have a massive impact. Um, I uh, just quickly before we go on to talk about Morgan, I just want to touch on Daniel um, because obviously Daniel's out on the road. Yeah, uh, he's with. He's kind of like the guy leading this whole caravan. Yeah. Um, they come across that truck stop where that guy we saw at the end of the last episode had his bike shot to hell. Yeah. He's not there. We don't see him at all, do we? No, see, that's who I thought at first was the original, like, Chuck's... Chuck, yeah. Yeah, I think that's deliberate. I think it was done that way to make us think it was just following on directly. Yeah, but no, but it no. wasn't. But yeah, no, we don't but... see the guy at all. We see no trace of him, nothing. So he obviously decides, I'm not going to pull these guys into a trap yeah. which is a nice thing <laughs> um, uh, probably is also dead at the same time but yeah could could well be gone um, but yeah so Daniel and the group find that they see all the casings they realise that they're in the same area and obviously their whole communication system of the trucker music being played yeah um, yeah it was I don't know. I mean, it's just like a strange thing, like this convoy of people, but they're not going to be protecting themselves. It just... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's something, like I said, painfully naive. I don't know, just just there's something at the moment that feels off, and it's like it's an inevitable car crash. Uh, yeah, coming. this is all going to go wrong somewhere. And Yeah. I mean, we've still got a few episodes left this season. Yeah, we have, yeah. So it could all change. Something yeah. could happen and we could see like all out war at the end of like last couple of episodes. Yeah. Could Alicia could be the one that snaps, Dwight could snap, Morgan could snap. Well, you know, we could do the flip side of what I was talking about, which is I've had this feeling that we're on a Morgan farewell tour. The flip side of that, of course, could just be that we're actually seeing Morgan going to go full clear mode again which would be as equally impactful to this group of people who've been looking up to him as yeah. as him being killed because he's been the model kind of 
Uh, he's he's the one, the strength, the pillar, the one yep. to help each other. To see him snap and just savagely kill a load of people would be quite uh, holy hell. <laughs> yeah, who, who is this guy? Um, you know, if he just starts rocking backwards and forwards, going, you know what it is. Um, no, we don't, Morgan, and please yeah. don't kill us. Yeah, who would be the one person that turns around and goes, actually, Morgan, no, we don't. What, yeah, what yeah. Is it? Well, you know, Dwight was a friend of that saviour guy. You might be able to go, actually, Morgan, yeah, I do know what it was. Uh, he didn't like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he wanted to borrow your jacket. Uh, yeah, so um, so there's that. Like I said, uh, it is this ongoing thing, but let's, um, let's kind of wrap up, if you don't mind, talking about... Uh, Something that was kind of there for a few episodes, uh, a bit of blossoming romance, I feel. Yes, I think that kind of um, came to a head in this one. And just very quick, before we hit that, because that's going to be a big yeah. thing, can we just talk yeah. about Grace very quickly before we hit on the Morgan and Grace thing? Yeah, 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 go on. Now, we were talking a couple of episodes ago, and the last couple of episodes, about Grace's condition, Yeah, how they could do it, will it be a case of they're just going to tell us, are they going to bide yeah. it over the time? Yeah. We said it'd be brilliant if it just kind of they leave us on this cliffhanger. Yep. Is she? Is she not? Is she? Is she not? And yep. then in this episode, they leave us on a cliffhanger. Is she? Is yeah. she not? Yeah. They know, listen. They yeah, they do. They do. Do. There's, there's no two ways. About I'm pretty it. sure this is now four, potentially five things just this season. Yeah. That we've um, spoken about that's happened now, and I'm like, mm, should we yeah. be getting royalties at this point? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. No, but I think I think we can kind of blow our own trumpet in as much as we're we're we're, we're reading this well. We are yeah. we are seeing things clearly. Clearly, us and the writers have a have a you know a clear path in our minds, yeah. and it's very similar. Um, yeah, I mean, I like that. I like and I liked the dilemma over the episode, <laughs> which was. I could go down there and I could find out for sure because right now I'm living day to day. Like I'm literally like, okay, I've got to do this today because I don't know if I have a tomorrow. Yeah, and which is it was kind of like yeah, horrible. Yeah, and she's like, you can't imagine how this is to live like this, Morgan. And then as the episode goes and she has this interaction with Morgan and Chuck, I think especially the guy dying, his kind of perspective and the way he crawled out to get there under the stars and she's like damn you know yeah here's a guy who got bit realized i've got a day maybe two tops and radioed out to people did this did that wrote a note left her the ipod you know yeah you know uh, have you spoke to this guy no he must have just remembered me from the video you know just he he did all this stuff and was kind of like even though he knew his time was up he he did all these things. Yeah. And I think it had this impact to her. And then when she was confronted with, okay, I can go in there and find out, she was like, do you know what? No. I think if I find out, yeah, it's definite and you've got this, I'll stop living. Whereas now I'm going to change my attitude to live every day, not, you know, kind of dread every day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I think that ties us on to the romance thing perfectly as well. Well, it does because it's kind of blossomed, and I've kind of enjoyed watching it blossom between the two of them. Well, we've seen several looks, glances, moments between the two ever since they've met. Yeah, um, which which has been nice that it's developed slowly and not just been thrown at us. Um, in this episode, with the two of them, so many scenes focused on them uh, discussing Morgan's uh, son. 
Yeah. It, it it felt like by the end of the episode, you were waiting for the kiss sort of thing. Like you were completely oh hundred yeah, percent right. You know yeah. this is we we've the, you know this is really developed. Uh, we were shipping them. Yes, yes, that's that's the term, people. I I know the lingo. I speak jive. Are they are they going to be Morace or Gar uh, Garon Gorgon Gorgon? Gorgon. The Gorgon. There we go. We got Gorgon. I like it. We've started that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I <laughs> Gorgon. I'm going to tweet that later. I, you should. You should always tweet stuff. I say. I'm. I'm hilarious. I. I really liked it, and I liked the dynamic between the two of them. I think they work great together. I think the two of them, and then right at the very end, Morgan. It, it kind of ties into this, which is they were talking about him smiling involuntarily when he was doing the the remote control car yeah and he revealed that was because whilst he was doing it it was like a muscle memory of how happy he was with him and dwight doing it yeah and he kind of explained it that way but then he talked about look i'm such a you know i'm a very serious person i don't really smile and grace has got yeah we've noticed dude <laughs> yeah really um, you know, what yeah, do you mean? why do you why do you think i just brought up the fact i saw you smile today like it was a headline news <laughs> Um, later on, of course, they do that on the, 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 uh, what's the right term? Uh, the carousel? Yes. Yeah, carousel. Uh, and she gets him to go on there and he's like, really? <laughs> She's like, yes, come on. He's like, oh, okay. And he is smiling and laughing with her because of how kind of silly it is. But then later Daniel's like, Morgan, why are you smiling? And I think in that moment where he realizes he's involuntarily smiling and it's the same kind of thing. It freaks him out. Yeah, he's kind of like, whoa, wait a minute. And yeah. then I think we kind of get the... Now, this had me in very different places. Go on. Now, especially towards the end, I was happy for them. Yeah. Because, you know, it's about... To be honest, how long into the apocalypse is Morgan now? Oh, uh, we're five, six years. Five, six years. So that's a long time to go without anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you? No, I'm you... not going down blue ball. I'm not going to go down okay. that route. Okay, okay, thank just you. Just before no, we just, go there, not going that just, route. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah, no. Also, though, to be fair, but anyway, yeah. Um, you know, that's a long time, especially in that sort of a world, to have no companionship, to have no nothing. Yeah. And to have finally have someone that he seems to have this genuine connection with. Yeah. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. So. Um. But. Yeah, it seems to also terrify him at the same time. Do you and think it terrifies him just because he doesn't... He knows what happens to him. He loses, he loses people. people. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly where I was going with it. Yeah. He loses people, he loses himself, he turns clear. Yeah. And the last scene between these two... It's heartbreaking, dude. Yeah, it really is. But before we see the shot of Morgan in the car... Yeah. I'm sat there going, you arse. Yeah. I'm like, I know, I understand the whole, you lose people, you lose yourself, I get that, but you ass, yeah. Like, we don't know if Grace has got two days, no, two months, two years. No, and you're just going to leave her there after yeah. everything you've just said to each other, been through, the moments you've just shared, you're just going to walk off and just basically go, yeah, I'm not going with you anymore, I'm going to go off and check, check in with Al, and... I mean, she's not an idiot. She realises that he's gone. Do you know what? Not interested, I'm off. <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm like, Jesus, come on. And then we see him in the car and I'm like, I let him off. Yeah, he's he's devastated as well. 
Uh, I I think it's true, but one of the very again a very deliberate shot I think is his hand on the wheel with his wedding ring on, and I I think that Morgan to feel something for anybody again he's almost going to attack himself like he feels he shouldn't be doing that like you know he feels guilty that his wife's gone and he's falling for somebody else regardless of the time this passed um i i think that's what it is as well i think there is a real factor of that but it, it just that that one scene where daniel's like morgan why are you smiling again like the second person in this episode to go Dude, you're smiling. What the hell is yeah, wrong you with you? Yeah, you never smile. What is yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. And you saw him like, oh, I don't know. I was just smiling. And, he, and then he, the realisation on his face of like, oh, crap. Yeah, you're I right. Why. I am smiling. Damn yeah. it. Yeah, I, I just worked out why. And that's, you know, that's not good for me. And It's incredibly sad. Um, but again, it could easily steer into this tragic, dark and twisty thing coming up. Um, you know, imagine the guy that Dwight let go kills Grace. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many scenarios in this where... But the, the thing I'm going to say is I do not see any scenario ending this season unless, you know, the show is taking this... Hey, the apocalypse ain't so bad. It's sunshine and rainbows, people. Unless <laughs> that is a direction they're going to go... Um, I don't see any way this season's going to end without someone, someone being lost and it having like this major impact. Yeah, for me anyway. Yeah, I get you. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but I think that's everything, man. I think we've covered everything. Um, I uh, I enjoyed this episode. I I really. You know, there were so many little bits. I loved the the setting of that shopping mall. You know, creepy bits where it was dark and yep. at the same time just like really kind of, you know, kind of funny. You know, they talk about uh, the whole jelly beansies or whatever she calls them. Candy beansies. Um, candy beansies. And they're looking at her like, you're saying words, but we don't. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Jelly beans, come on, love. Yeah, je- yeah, because she's listening about careful. The candy beanses have turned into gobstoppers. And he's like, yeah. candy does what? Yeah, he's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, yeah, so there's just so many, yeah, so many scenes, so many little bits in this. It was a really good episode. I could, I could easily watch it again and probably pick up little little bits more as well. So, yeah, that was good. Um, before before we go though, yeah. Very important. I have our first two winners of our competition. We're having multiple winners? They gave me a lot of goodies. Cool. And so instead of doing one big bit, I have decided that we're going to bundle it all up. Okay. So we have got the first two uh, winners. I've done it at random. I have chosen one from Instagram. And yes. I have chosen one from the Facebook post. Okay. Um, so we have Mike B on Instagram. Yeah, cool. Well um, done, Mike. Mike, well done to you. I will be sending you a message on Instagram um, the day we're recording this, so today. Yeah. Maybe yesterday or a couple of days ago, depending on when you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> and on the Facebook page, we have Amber Francis. Hey, well done, Amber. Congratulations. Um, so I'll be putting two bundles together for you guys. 
and I will be getting them. I will be messaging you both to get kind of like postage details, etc., to be able to send them out to you. Ah, brilliant, man. Uh, which means we need to do another competition Ooh, um, okay. for the third and final bundle. Okay. Um, so to do this competition, we're going to do it a bit differently from the last one. Okay. Um, this one, we are going to do something I think you've done before as well. Oh, um, okay. So you listen to this podcast, obviously, in a different few different places. Yep. Um, to be in with the chance to win the third bundle, we are going to ask you to leave us a review. Okay. Um, you've done this before, so explain how you do it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, so basically, uh, to enter the competition for the third bundle, uh, go to wherever you listen to the podcast and leave a review. Uh, you can rate the show and leave a review. Uh, please rate it as high as you possibly can and leave a review. And within the review, uh, write the phrase, This show's so good, I should win prizes for listening. I like it. There you go. I yeah, like that. The show's so good, I should win prizes for listening. Uh, you can write anything else you want, you know, like how handsome Sam sounds and Stefan's okay, I guess, and stuff like that. You can write any of that, uh, but make sure you put that phrase in so we know that you've entered. Uh, once you've done the review and you've submitted it, sometimes it can take a while. Like iTunes and stuff, it can take up to a week. I know on some Android, Stitcher, etc., it takes a while. So literally take a screenshot of what you've done, send it in to us. Now you can send it in to us via any method you like, via the Instagram, via Twitter, via Facebook. Uh, we're on all of those, or you can email it. Um, email is Sam, S-A-M, or you can email it to Stefan, S-T-E-P-H-A-N, yep. and it's at stuffandthangspodcast.com. Spelled out saying stuffandthangs, T-H-A-N-G-S, podcast.com. Uh, it'll be written in the blurb for the uh, for the podcast, so you can find it there. Just click the link, send the email. But yeah, that's how you enter. There we go. All right then, man. Um, yeah, and the third bundle's the best bundle, by the it way. It is. The third one's the big one. The third one has got a character mug uh, with all their faces around it. Um, it will have posters. Uh, we've got a few different posters in there as well. It will have cool stuff. It has That's got a lot of cool stuff. There. It's got cool stuff. Uh, and, of course, this is all courtesy of... What's Spice the name of Tag. Spice, Spice tag, tag clothing on Facebook and Instagram. Wonderful people at Spice Tag, so that's who we need to thank. Uh, but speaking of thank yous, big thank you to everybody for listening. Big thank you to Spice Tag again. Thank you to you, Stefan. For thank joining you to me. you. Oh, and thank you to you as well. Uh, but yes, lots of thank yous. We will be back next week. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.